savoring sweetness, the life and times of Walter Payton. Welcome into another edition of Savoring Sweetness, the podcast. We've had a amazing amount of great guests on the podcast, and um, we have another one for you. And he's near dear to my heart. He has been a father figure to me after my dad passed and getting a chance to truly know him, him watching over me. And right now, without any further ado, Emmett Smith, how you doing, sir? I am doing good, young Peyton son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I told you this the other day as uh, as I was driving downtown. I, I, when I asked you if you would jump on with me, I just – I do want to take this time to just tell you thank you um, for 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 everything. And um, I remember this story from back in the day. I was at a Lifetime Fitness, and I was running on the treadmill, and I decided I was still playing football at the time, and I decided I did I was doing sprints, and I cut it off at like five, and I already had planned for like 15, and I, I was right. just about to get off. And it was the fifth one, and, and I jumped off as the, the treadmill was going, and – your phone call, I just saw your name pop up on my phone, and you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, Whoa. I looked around. I'm like, are you in Chicago somewhere? And I remember I went back on, and I ended up doing 16, and you've always been that voice uh, for me if I ever need it. So I just want to tell you thank you. Oh, man, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, God's timing is God's timing, and, uh, you know, just – I am I am honored just to still be here, be around, to be able to uh, spread wisdom and 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 share life as much as I possibly can with those uh, that are are, are definitely uh, inspiring people themselves and and uh, anything I can do to help, bro. I'm here. Yeah, I think about that now. It's 20 years is here on my dad's passing, and I, I mean, you know, you, you, my dad was there before you. You came after him, and. Did he ever give you those words of wisdom? Man, your pops gave me many words of wisdom, uh, especially the first time I ever met him. And that happened to be right here in Dallas, Texas, I believe, at a Doe Walker Award ceremony here. And um, I got a chance to, to get up close with him, spend uh, probably 30 or 40 minutes with him, just chatting, having a deep conversation about life. And um, spending time understanding how to prepare uh, for this game of football, and not even not only that, but talk about even life beyond the game. And uh, I mean, he just imparted so much wisdom in terms of how to take care of my body and, and so forth. So I incorporated a lot of things that I either saw your dad do, or the things that him he and I discussed uh, during our conversations around preparation and, and taking care of taking care of my body. And so, uh, yes, you know, that's one reason why I don't mind sharing, uh, and especially to those who, who want wisdom, uh, because it was handed to me. And I honestly believe that, you know, in order to be, uh, to receive a blessing, uh, you also have to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And that thing goes both ways. So for anyone that's extremely selfish, about sharing information and holding on to that wisdom, it is not it is not for you to do it. Uh, it is God's gift to you, but it's your gift to mankind, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's how I live my life, and I, I saw my dad live his life like that as well. And 
I just remember having conversations, you know, about you and, you know, there was only a handful of guys that my dad talked about, you know, especially at the running back position and you were one of them. And so, you know, those, to hear those stories as a kid and, and my dad just having the respect for um, the guys that, that played that were before him and came after him, it was just a, it was an amazing thing to hear him talk about because Emmett, he didn't talk about football a lot. Not with me because I was a soccer player, so he was just dad to me. We didn't talk football right. until I really started to play football. But to have those conversations with him before he passed, I mean, those were just thoughts and memories that I just have and I think about all the time. And do you have that one moment that you had with my dad, you know, at the game, and you said when he came over to you, can you tell that story? Oh, man, you tell me when I hurt myself in Chicago? yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, that that right there was a a quite essential moment in a in a day in the life of a very big-hearted person, uh, caring person not only for myself and and respect for the game. I mean, I think what your dad saw in me and what he saw in other players, he saw a deep level of of, of respect and their respect for history. But most importantly, they respect for what he was able to accomplish, too. And so on this particular night, Walter, knowing the conversation that he and I had years prior to this this night, and to see something like that happen on the football field and not know whether or not my injury was serious or not because they carted me off and they had to cut me out of my uniform and I couldn't move and not knowing – what was going on and how serious I would I, I, I was, uh, and frightened, truly frightened. Uh, I mean, people think that athletes are superheroes, men of steel, men that can run through anything. In some cases, we can do a lot of those things, but we are frightened. We I think the thing that scares us the most is the scare is, is the part of not getting your job done, and the fear of 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 not doing it and walking away on your own terms and so forth. Uh, those things can be very frightening. And for me that time, I thought, well, this might be it. And and to have your father come in out of the stands, not knowing he was even at the game, but then to come out of the stands and to meet me in the back and Rich Dow Ripple say, Walter's here to see you. And all I could do is just move my eyes left and right, up and down. And he leaning over the top of my head and, 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 and speaking wisdom and speaking grace and mercy and blessings into my life right then and there and kissing me on the forehead as if I was his son mm. meant the world. Yeah. And so there is nothing else that I ever wanted to do but honor him in the most most respectful way that I possibly could because in a lot of ways I kind of modeled my game after his because we were similar in size, mm -hmm. similar in statue. And, 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 and in some cases, people say we even looked alike. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I just did not have the curl. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so, yeah, hold on. I, so I think about that all the time. So I was just thinking about trying to figure out my dad's top uh, 10 moments uh, of his career. And I tried to, I had a whole bunch of them, and I'm trying to think. I know in my heart, to me, it's breaking Jim Brown's record. So I, I don't know for sure because I never asked my dad when, you know, when he started playing, 
that had to be one of his goals because I know what that meant to him and not in a way of knowing you now. It's just funny to see how similar both you guys are. You right. play the game because you love the game, but you're also yep. playing too to be able to leave your mark. And my dad did yep. not want to surpass Jim Brown in a way of, oh, yeah, now I'm better than you. It was right. I want to get there to show you that I can get here. And right. that that to me was the respect. And when he did it, he said how much love he gave back to Jim and how much Jim gave back to him. And was that a a goal of yours? Once you once you saw my dad do that in the eighties, were you like, man, that's that's my goal? Now my goal is to to get to that point. To be honest with you, I don't really even recall seeing it happen in the eighties. I really don't. And uh, but I do know what he had accomplished. And I'm with you. And, and, and that's why I say the history of the game is such an important thing because people like Jim Brown or people like your father who left a legacy and left a mark on the game, they pushed the envelope. They took Jim did it through racial barriers and everything else and set a mark and walked away. Your father did something that no other man has ever done and gone farther than any other man at that time and set the mark extremely high. And no, and everybody said it can never be done again. And so, even even with that self motivation in terms of being able to honor him, I mean, I wanted to do it while he was alive, so we can share it together and share in the moment together. But when he passed, I felt even more of a sense of urgency to get it done, just to honor him, and and to pay tribute and homage to the man that poured into my life at the age of 24, 20, 23, 24, 25 years old and, 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 and earned the respect to be, be placed in a, in, in a, in a, in a room with such regalness. Mm. And, and, and that's what it meant to me. Uh, it's just, Hey, you did it. I want to honor you in this whole process because you know, I know what it takes now. When he said, if a guy gets this record, he's going to bust his heart trying to get there. I know what it takes now to get to that place. Many of us think we do. But until you put in the work to get to that place, you really have no clue. And if you honor it and respect it in the same way that he did with, 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 with Jim, in the same way that I try to do it with your father, then you would have great appreciation, not only for the accomplishment, but you would have even greater uh, appreciation for the process of getting there. Man, it's just powerful. I'm going to tell you something I've never told you before. And I'm going to let people going to get a chance to hear this. I got to be honest. I was at Miami at that time and losing my dad. I think I was really in my feelings because it was one of the things that people talked to me about the most all the time right. they talk to me about it and so when you started to get close I wasn't mad but I was in some way in my feelings about it and being like oh man I really don't want him to break this record and it was after right. the fact of that moment after when you were on that stage and what you were saying and I had a chance in my dorm room to hear that all that stuff went out the window and then I got a chance to really get to know you and understand who you are as a person and as a man. And I felt like this record is now in good hands. It's with, it's with somebody that, that earned this. 
someone and I had to look at myself. And as I got older, I know what my dad would have said. He always told me records are made to be broken. They are. They're made to be broken. Now, the biggest part that he told me was, can you set them? Because it take it take it, you, you can you can you set the record like you got to be able to set it breaking it is another thing but you got to break somebody else's record and then you set the mark and then someone comes after comes after you and that's the, that's the whole purpose of what you do I mean you go and set marks and benchmarks uh, if if the game is not evolving and the players are not getting better then we're staying the same. And, and and so, like your father said, and I, and I grew up believing this too, someone shared to me, records are made to be broken every day. Somebody's going to do something different to set a new mark. What are you doing to set your mark? And what are you doing to honor those who have come before you? Mm-hmm. No path that's great has gone without some clear direction of how to get there. Yeah. And... Jim said it, your father came and extended it, and then I was able to come right behind him and do it. And somebody someday, some year, don't know when, is going to come behind and do the same thing. And so that's one reason why you do it, is to not only, that's why I say when you do things like that, you honor the history of the game because and the evolution of the game. Uh, because these are things that are not easily done. Um, it takes a whole lot out of a person uh, to put in that type of focus, that type of commitment, that type of energy, that type of work ethic, that type of discipline. And you have to be on quality teams and, and you have to become not, you have to become selfless mm-hmm. and humble in the, in the whole, in the, at the, at the whole thing, because you have to create that fertile ground for you to continue to grow and mature and to prosper in the areas that you need to grow in and mature in in order to embrace it all. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you can stand on top of the mountain all you want to and look back and beat yourself on the chest. If you do that, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. But if you look on the mountain, you look back and you extend your hand through history and you recognize that you are standing on the shoulders of giants, the giants that have come before you and the giants that would come after you because somebody's coming. If a man did it before, a man can do it again. Mm. God is going to bless somebody with some level of talent, talent and going to put going to orchestrate something so perfect that it's going to it's going it's going to pan out and we will see it happen again. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. It is and only the great ones, Emmett, I think really get it and understand. And then you talked about how, how the, the sacrifices and how you have to be able to get there, the years that you have to play to be able to to even uh, get to that area when you're talking about those type of uh, rushing records. I mean, mm. I, 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 I have no clue. I think about it all the time and playing the game, even at that level and understanding what it does to your body and what you have to do and mentally how tough you have to be. And I think – that's what I've started to learn over this time of being 38, how mentally tough you have to yes. be, especially at that position. And the game is, is, is totally changing now with these running backs. It's not, it's not the same anymore. So to see what, right. what my dad did, to see what you did, to, and that those eras, I mean, 
how many times you carry the ball in a season and 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 it's <laughs> it, when I'm looking at three listen I'm looking at my dad's uh, like his stats in certain seasons especially in the 70s where it's like 339 carries I'm like what yeah. like to yeah. the to yeah. the human body people don't understand what you have to go through and um it, it, it it's special so I'm going to leave you I'm going to leave with this because I want to get get this last thing in if there's one word that you will always remember my dad for you can think about it what would it be compassion mm. that's it compassion man. he was a he was a very compassionate man um he had a heart of gold really and and he was a caring individual and, 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 you know, in today's society, that's that's hard to find. Because yep. everybody's all about self. I ain't going to say everybody, but a lot of people are all about self. Look what I've done, patting themselves on the back. And the one thing I've learned in life, nobody becomes successful by themselves. Well, listen, God bless you, man. I'll definitely keep in touch with you, but I just appreciate you as always. Thank you. Oh, yeah, most definitely, brother. All right, love you. Bye-bye. Love you too, man. How much did you watch my dad playing football as you were coming up? Well, I watched him some, right? I mean, remember, this is this is late 70s, right? <laughs> um, you know, so growing up in Kansas, um, I, I was certainly aware of him. Um, I think one, one of my first memories of being conscious of Walter was uh, one of the Older boys in my neighborhood had the Chicago Bears socks, right? You know, the stripe, the red, or whatever, that orange and black um, striped socks, which you never saw, like, NFL apparel back then, anywhere. And so, uh, and he was a big Walter Payton fan. And he, and he, um, and so that's, that's, that was probably, you're talking about, again, mid to late 70s, um, you know. And so, really, the three, the three backs were, in my mind, as a kid, it was Tony Dorsett, it was O.J. Simpson, it was Walter Payton, right? As far as like in the NFL, who you who'd hear about, you know, and, and um, Earl Campbell, obviously. Um, but um, and so, um, but yeah, so so probably around that mid to late '70s time is when I was really aware of him. I know he came in in like the early '70s, um, you know, and and so uh, yeah. But whenever the Bears were on TV. Uh, which they weren't on that much when he in his younger years, um, you know. So, but whenever they were on TV, I, I, I was there. When you think about his game, what what did you respect about his game and how he played? Oh man, <laughs> what do I respect about his game? I think it was just um, you saw so many different things about his game, right? I mean, he ran with passion. Um, he ran with skill sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it was quickness, sometimes it was just brute force. Uh, he had great vision. I mean, he had so many, such a great combination of things that he ran with. And it's almost like he used, he used every tool in his toolbox, right, to get the extra yards. Um, you know, he, he, left, he left nothing in the bag, um, you know, and, and um, I would just think that, the guys who played against them on defense, they, they knew that, okay, we're, we're playing Walter Payton, um, you know, and, and that, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take everything you have to bring this guy to the ground, you know, and, and so 
that's really what, what I think of. But I think the word I really see is just determination. He, he ran with so much determination and grit. Um, and although I'm sure he was a gifted athlete, um, you can just tell that he put so much into it. Um, and you asked me about, you know, just being um, aware when I was first aware of him. Um, you can't think about Walter without thinking about La Hill. You know, I remember just hearing about some hill that he used to run as a kid. And so that's one of the things that kind of motivated me. Um, or, um, and sort of, sort of what I was remember being conscious of, right? You know, that I guess there was some hill somewhere that he would run. Um, and eventually they, they showed him working out at this hill. But, but, um, but anyway, yeah, you just saw the kind of the determination, um, you know, and, and, and uh, drive that the guy ran with. Yeah, it, it's just, think, just thinking about um, all the running backs and seeing each one of the ones that I grew up watching. I mean, even my dad was almost before my time, so he was seven when he retired. So I had a chance to, to watch you, to watch Emmett, and those are the running backs that I grew up watching. And I looked at all your games all so different and you talked about my dad having all these different tools in the toolbox that he had to use your game was so different and kind of almost changed the game from the position of that i don't i've never seen anything like it did you take anything that you saw one of the things that you saw maybe my dad use in his game i don't know if it was might not have been the stiff arm, but did you, did you use anything or take anything from his game and try to maybe make it your own and, and create something from that and, and, and maybe take it to another level? Yeah, I think I think I certainly borrowed from Walter. Um, I wasn't going to use a lot of power. I think there was some de deceptive power. But the thing that I would say that I borrowed from Walter would be just keeping the guys on their toes, right? Because they didn't know... If you watch Walter, although he had the power and he had speed, he had quickness, um, and you see a lot of uh, him lowering his shoulder a lot, you know. But but obviously he had the, the speed and agility to get around. Um, and I think even though for me I was mostly going to use speed and quick quickness, you know, and maybe deception, whatever. But it but I, I think the thing I would say is definitely keeping those guys on their toes and. Um, on the heels, so to speak, and not knowing what I was going to do, right, and which direction I was going to run, um, you know, and so you, and so you see, you see Walter using that in this game, and and um, so I'm cert certainly um, that I, I borrowed some of those things from him. I think about uh, there's a picture that I'll never forget in my dad's office that he had of the two of you standing by one another, and I cannot find it anywhere. I've been searching for it. I swear in my head you had like on some gray slacks and a black shirt. I can't remember what my dad was wearing, but I remember him showing me that he he talked about you a lot, and he didn't talk about a lot of football players, but he talked about you. So he would just talk about your game, but I didn't know what your relationship was like. And could you just talk about what kind of relationship the two of you guys had? Well, the, f the first time I, I sort of was around him, I feel like it was, um, it was a charity event um, in Oklahoma, I think it was. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, was, I, I flew in, uh, I, knew, I knew he was gonna be there, um, and so I was expecting just to kind of go up, you know, hi, Walter, you know, it's nice to see you. But when he saw me, he, he ran up and hugged me, right, and like bear hugged me and picked me up. 
I was like, oh wow, okay, this is this is like Walter Payton, um, you know. But but um, there was just something very bright about him, um, you know. And he really, um, I guess, it was surprising because I wasn't sure sort of how he would, you know, how he, we would interact. But he he seemed like genuinely happy for the success that I had had, um, you know. And and um, you know, even when he would when he would come out to the games, I've said this before, but um, you know, he would come out to the games um, when we would play the Bears, and and um, that was always a big deal for me. Um, you know, just knowing that he was he was in the stands, um, and I, I always had, I feel like, great games um, when he was there. But um, but it meant a lot, um, just the fact that he was um, that he would show up to the games, and and uh, you know, so. But yeah, the first time that I actually met him away from the field, yeah, he he just he bear hugged me and. But yeah, he was just such a um, a bright person, personality-wise, um, you know, and and um, you know, and I think he touched so many people um, just with with the way he played the game and but, but who he was off the field, um, you know, and so that, I think that's what people still remember about him. I mean, they they remember they remember the statistics, right? But they also remember, you know, how he played the game and the impact he had, right? And so. Um, there's a lot of guys that are going to put up big stats, um, but very few are going to re be remembered um, the way that he is uh, for the kind of man he was um, and, and, um, and just um, how he carried himself. I know you and I have had this conversation before just about the rushing record, and you got so close um, before retiring. And I, you know, everybody always asks me this question. And I'm not even going to ask you the question because you and I have had the conversation about it already. But when you were getting closer, did it mean something to you? Did, did, not the rushing record, but the fact of, you know, having the respect for my dad that you were, you were about to be there to that point of, you know, crossing the mountain, passing him up. I know maybe the record didn't mean anything, but knowing what my dad put into the game, knowing, you know, what Jim put into the game, did that mean something to you that you were that you were that close and that you were in that conversation of of where those guys were? Well the record certainly meant something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the NFL Russian record cer certainly meant something. Um, you know, and and, you know, like I like I always say, well, I, you know, I played ten years, um you know, and and uh, I guess I should have been able to get it in ten years. You know, but but knowing I was close, but I understood that also um, it was just time to move on. Um, and everyone's different as far as that. Um, you know, and and maybe had I had a Super Bowl like your dad in my back pocket, maybe it would have been easier. Or I, I don't know. Um, but I just knew. <clears throat> excuse me. I just knew that it was my time. Um, to leave and and uh you know and and although the record was there i realized that you know what um i can't complain about being uh, i think at that time maybe second to walter um you know and I, I knew it was it was very precious to him um you know and and he certainly deserved it you know he worked for it he, he earned it i, I almost want to say he he certainly worked harder um than i did to get it you know or to to, to uh he, hard, he worked harder than anyone probably to get where he did, um, you know, and so, and so he was the rightful leader um, 
an owner of that record for many years and, until Emmett. Um, you know, but um, but yeah, for for me, it was just a situation where, you know, I I hey, I the game had run its course. It was time to move on. Um, you know, that would that would that would have been one thing. That would have been one reason to stay in play, mm. right? That would have been one reason to uh, obviously. I mean, something something um, that monumental. But it just it just really goes to show you that for me, I was really done. You know, and, and it truly was time to um, to move on to, to different things. What was your reaction when you heard that my dad was sick? Did you did you do you remember that moment when you kind of got maybe or someone told you or or in the time or even uh, your reaction when you heard that he passed? Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was um, pretty well known news that he had gotten sick. You know, he did a he did a press conference at some point. Right. And um and it was just for me, it was like disbelief, you know, like how how could this happen, um, you know, and and uh, and certainly, you know, he'll be able to pull through whatever it is. Um, this is was, you know, it's Walter Payton, um, you know, but for me, it was it was more just shock, um, you know, because because there was there was there was rumors like you know he he has cancer, he has this whatever, um, and so finally. Um, being, you know, being the kind of man he was, he just said, "Hey, let me let me put every you know, rumors to to bed. Let me do a press conference." Um, <clears throat> and, and yeah, it was it was just it was certainly difficult to watch. Um, you you knew that he was fighting for his life, um, you know, and and so for me, it was just very shocking and moving, um, you know, to to see him have to, you know, ha- have uh, that sort of a fight on his hands. What do you think his legacy? It's going to be in the game of football and in life. Oh. Well, I mean, his, his legacy is just is firmly fixed at the top of the game of football. I mean, if there was a Hall of Fame created by other Hall of Famers, then Walter is, is at the top of that list, you know, um, because, again, I, I think the era that he played in um, – you know, just the beautiful runs that he made, um, you know, and again, you know, for all those kids like like I was, you know, in my formative years in the 70s, you know, um, th- those were, I mean, th- those were the years where I-, I was so glued to the NFL, you know, and really shaped me. Um, and so uh, the fact that, that – um, the fact that he was at the the forefront of that, you know, and the top runner in the game, and sort of making his mark, he was in his prime <clears throat> during those years, and had such a great impact for, for me. I just know that his legacy is firmly fixed uh, at the top of the game, um, and um, and just I know I speak for so many great players, as well as fans, but great players um, that were um, you know were shaped and molded. You know, by by the way Walter played the game, uh, the fierce um, sort of competitiveness. You know, the way that he ran the ball and the way that that um, you know he just carried he carried himself on and off the field. I mean, you couldn't have it seems like just two um, so opposing sort of pictures. You know, he 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 seems so uh, he's I, I I don't know I hate to say the word sweet. You know, <laughs> but uh, he, he was just a, a kind, gentle, um, happy 
person off the field, but when he put the helmet on, the shoulder pads on, he was a true warrior. And uh, I just think so many guys that, that play just appreciate that. You know, and whether you're on offense or defense, I mean, or, or coaching the game, I mean, you, you have to respect and tip your hat to a man like that.